morning everyone how are you today welcome to christian professionals network my name is jimmy okpala and um welcome to our weekly or you said weekly wednesday podcast yes um i hope your year has been going well so far as a christian professional i hope you have your eyes on your goals your kpis the professional milestones that you have um, set to deliver this year the first quarter is almost gone so keep checking it keep tracking it don't wait till june don't wait till half year appraisals before you start reviewing review as much as is possible at least every month you should be checking how you're tracking so by the time you're doing media appraisals there are no surprises by the time you're doing getting appraisals you already know where you stand that's just um, a side note. Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that I'll call watching closely. And I'm reading from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 6, from verse 1. And as usual, because I want to keep to the time frame for our podcast, I will be talking through the story as I'm reading the Bible passage. So I might not necessarily read the entire thing before i now start talking through it as i read i'll talk through it luke chapter 6 verse from verse 1 i'm reading the niv translation one sabbath jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain rub them in their hands and eat the kernels some of the pharisees asked why are you doing that which is unlawful on the sabbath and the first thing the holy spirit made me realize when i was meditating and studying this scripture was apparently did you notice that in the life of jesus these pharisees were literally watching him very closely so the first thing it just hit me i was like what were they doing there they were not one of his disciples but it seemed like they were everywhere they were following him they were marking him closely they were watching him closely not necessarily to learn from him. It was just basically to constantly and continuously criticize him, fault find what he's doing. And <laughs> it's so funny. Literally, I, I was studying that part. I just made me realize that. The first question was, what were they doing there? The Bible says that he was going through the green fields with his disciples. How did the Pharisees? Is that they had no work? They are supposed to be teachers of the law. These are teachers in the synagogue and all that so they left their job they left their own role in the office because they have seen how well you are tracking they have seen how fast and how well you are growing they have seen the mileage you are gaining they have seen how you are applying yourself to deliver on the job and they start watching you closely almost leaving their own roles their own function and have their eyes and their spotlight and their searchlight, their radar, fully on you. Jesus was literally having a conversation. He was working, W-O-R-K, he was working with his team members, with his function, that's his disciples. But these critics that ideally are supposed to be seniors in the industry, they are the ones that taught him when he was small, remember? All those times he was going to the synagogue, all these elders, they are the ones that they were having conversations. They are the ones that were teaching him the law. 
but as we're watching him grow and thrive in his career, they now position themselves as constant and forever critics. They were everywhere. They were ubiquitous. Literally, Jesus would perform a miracle. The Pharisees would ask questions. They would criticize it. They would fault find based on the same laws that they are the one that taught. Have you ever been in that position before? The people that teach you the job, the people that handheld you, people that were your body when you got into the system, the ones that helped you navigate the role, now see that you are thriving and excelling and all they are doing is now fault-finding and criticizing. And you're wondering like, well, you don't help me through this. You don't help me gain this knowledge. Let's continue. <laughs> Verse 3, Jesus answered them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God. And taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Whatever you do, please make sure that you are an expert at what your hands find to do. Anything you are doing, whatever industry you find yourself, whatever role or function, whether it's a new role, whether you transitioned roles, industry, or you move to a new role, please take the time to apply yourself to become knowledgeable, to be an expert, to understand, know your work and know your worth. The pastor always says something, know your work and know the work. Know what the organization is trying to do, know what the organization's objectives, milestones, goals, strategy is year on year. And then know where your own work fits into that. That's knowing your work and knowing the work. And this time I'm saying, know your work in and out. Don't let anybody. Because the truth is, I, I think I said this a while ago last year, the first meeting we had before CPN was launched, one of the platforms where I was um, privileged to preach. I was like, hold your receipts. Always, your professional receipts. People will always question your work at one point or the other. It is very important that you hold your receipts. Jesus already knew these people constantly there on standby to question. Jesus always held his receipts for them. You cannot question my competence. You can't question my capacity. You can't question my capability. Because I am putting in the time. I am investing the energy, the knowledge. I am applying myself to ensure that I always know my work. So it's very important. Know your work and know your worth. Then he said, Jesus said, the son of the man is a lot of, 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 of man is a lot of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and he was teaching. And a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the accusers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. Have you seen? So even if it was subtle before, it's now clear here that they were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. Literally, they made it their own life's work. They took it on in addition to their own role and function in the system to ensure that they are constantly criticizing instead of complimenting the one that they have taught. They taught him as a child, as a 12-year-old in the temple, in the synagogue. They're now watching him learn, apply, grow, and they had made it their job to constantly criticize him. Verse 7 said they were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely. You see why I, I, I titled this? watching closely to see if he will heal on the sabbath they know you're doing your work oh. everybody the board will sit the panel will sit management team will sit appraisal committee will sit everybody's complimenting you but there's just that one person like what 
this one that you said that she has been delivering year on year, she's a high performer. Don't you think, is she really, really in the culture? Is she a culture fit? Does she collaborate? Don't you think she works in silo? They will just look for, looking for a reason to accuse you. And I find this interesting because these are the people that taught him as a child. These are the people that taught him in the synagogue, raised him, helped raise him at that phase of his life. And then suddenly he has moved to the next phase and he's thriving and they have moved to criticism. So um, just in case you happen to be in a similar situation in your workplace or in your professional life where someone who used to be mentor, someone who used to be line manager, someone who used to be people manager, someone who used to be body pair colleague, someone who helped you navigate or even learn what you do now or know now or helped you understand the culture and the nuances of the system or the 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 how to na- navigate the unspoken rules in the workplace corridor whatever that helped you at any point in life in your professional journey now seems to be in quotes a teeming opposition you need to realize that it's not exclusive to you and it did not start with and most importantly you need to make sure that you know your work and stay focused like jesus don't get distracted he didn't allow them to distract him they were constantly talking and nitpicking at everything he was doing, even though they could see. Because they don't understand they knew this law. They were trying to use the same laws that they taught him against him to criticize what he was doing. But Jesus knew his work. He was so competent. He was so capable. He was so outstanding that they could not fault find him as much as they tried. So whatever you do, people will always be watching you closely, I dare say. He might even be the ones that taught you along the way or mentored you along the way. You need to be okay with it. Don't focus on the distractions. Focus on delivering what you have set out to achieve. And make sure that at every point, your competence, your capacity, your capability is not in question. Apply yourself. Apply yourself. Constantly apply yourself. And one final word I want to say, especially for some, those of us on this side of town, Remember in the book of Esther, when Mordecai told Esther to rise and take her stand because of what Haman was trying to do to the Jews. And she was almost trying to be wimpy. She just wanted to save her head like, I don't want to get into any trouble. I'm in a good place in this, in this, in this role I am, in this position, in this my state of life. I'm in a good place. I don't want to ruffle feathers. And Mordecai told her something, said, see, perhaps you were put in this position for such a time as this. This is a side note. For those of us on this side of town, but perhaps you're put in this position at such a time and we say, help will come. Whether you do something or not, God will send us help. But just know that if you decide to fold your hands instead of doing something, a help will come from another means. So please, let he that has ears, <clears throat> let him hear. People will be watching closely, know your work and do the work. And for those of us on this side of town, let us rise up and take our stand because the truth is, those anytime you say if i perish those are saying if i perish i perish most times will never perish that's the way god works sorry my voice is um a bit husky so thank you everyone wishing you a blessed week ahead and we trust god that it's going to be the the rest of the week is going to be a very splendid week god bless you bye and let him that has ears let him hear bye people